Welcome to the Double I Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. That's right, guys. We're back at you again with another hot episode tonight. It's another big week in football, guys. Yeah, a lot of shit popping off, a lot of shit going. We're going to go ahead and get into it, man. We got, you know, we got a new little format going on. So today, right now, we're going to do our fantasy matchup of the week. Our Hell in the Cell match is going to be Sweet Tea versus Bombo. And what they're going to do is they're going to go ahead and give you a matchup on the biggest fantasy matchup they thought of the week. Is going to be the Chargers versus the Niners. I don't give a shit who goes first, guys. Go for it. Ding, ding. All right, I'll go ahead and go first. I'm going to take a lot of right hook swings at you, Bombo. Let's go for quarterback situation. I got Jimmy Garoppolo with the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, he's not sexy. Yes, he's no Justin Herbert right now. Okay, I'm going to give it to you on the passing yards. Herbert far exceeds him in passing yards it, in, in every statistical category for the most part, except when you think about it, Jimmy didn't start the season. He came in, he was a backup type of situation, which shouldn't have happened. We all know that, but he's got this team really rolling and he's only got two less touchdowns than Herbert on the season. Herbert's having a down year Jimmy's kicking ass. He's had a couple. Yeah, I mean, for Jimmy, I should say. he He's not going to be that electric guy. He's not going to be that runner. He's not going to be that Justin Fields, get you 200 yards rushing kind of guy. But you know what? He's making moves. He's keeping these guys in games. And I think there's only been like a couple losses where they were actually out of the game. So I got to I gotta say, my boy Jimmy I'm going to put him up against Herbert every day because he just stacks those wins and he gets that team motivated. What you got? All right. Hey, I agree with you. I agree with you that in this matchup, Justin Herbert on a statistical bad streak is just as good as Jimmy G playing his best football. But what I'm banking on is the Justin Herbert blow up game. We've we seen this guy get drafted within like on some boards. He was coming off the top like of our QBs. So a lot of people put some some high draft stock into him, and they're just been waiting for him to you know give you that almost 500 yards passing, five touchdown five touchdown game. He hasn't had the weapons that he usually has. I think the Chargers are alive as far as playoff hopes. You see the you know. Denver and and Las Vegas, they're not doing anything. So he needs to get right. He needs to get right for fantasy owners. He needs to get right for the Chargers. And it just looks like we're going to start to see the ascension of Justin Herbert in his potential for fantasy owners. And I think it starts with this game. They're gonna. It's not going to be a shootout that the in the traditional you know forty five to forty seven type game. The Niners are going to try to hold the ball, and Herbert's going to have to have limited opportunities to score. And I think he will. He's going to have big big plays, big chunk plays. And when it comes to said and done, we think we're going to get our vintage Justin Herbert game that we've been waiting for. And no matter what, that's going to be better than what Jimmy G can put up. All right, Bombo. Well, okay, here guys, this is the deal, man. You guys come in there sleepwalking. I don't see any haymakers. I don't even see jabs right now. So you guys got to start swinging, man. Sweet tea, man. You know what? Hey, put your big boy pants on, bro. Take a couple little pops. You know what I mean? Don't worry about getting hit back, dog. All right. Nobody's punch proof. Okay. So let's talk about running backs now. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about running backs and see how you guys do there. Because both you guys suck my ass on that one. All right. Right now it's a draw, dude. And both you guys are staying in the corner until you guys can come out fucking swinging. All right. So go ahead and talk about running backs, guys. Bombo, you go first. All right. 
Well, let's talk about the running backs. That's what it's really about. This is the marquee. This is that right hook versus that left hook. This is this is big shot versus big shot. I'm going to go with the new Christian McCaffrey. You know, I know that Christian McCaffrey's still around and he found some new hope on the Niners, but the reality is he hasn't been around healthy. But Eckler has just taken the reins. Eckler has been a steady number one pick at an RB1 for everybody. What he does catching the ball is spectacular. We're talking about a running back that can get 20 catches a game, 100 yards and just receptions. And I don't think the linebackers and the safeties are going to be able to keep up with him. He eats these guys alive. Some of these bigger linebackers are playing these cover two schemes. And I just like Eckler's uh, where he's at in that offense. There's a lot of mouths mouth to feed in San Francisco, whereas the offense is kind of going through Eckler this year and it's leading to wins and it's leading to big numbers for his fantasy owners. And it's Eckler here, right? We're not, we're not talking about just some slouch. So this is this is a, a close one, but I'm going to take Eckler just off of just what he can do as far as getting you fantasy points. He's going to just get you all those catches. He's going to be able to get you touchdowns. He's the goal line option. Give me Eckler all day over Christian McCaffrey. All right, T. Well, that's what he's got. So what do you got, bro? Fucking weak. Fucking weak. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to see your Eckler. I'm going to raise you McCaffrey because you know what? McCaffrey is the real deal. He is the gold standard. He was on a shit team for his whole entire career. And now he's with the legitimate offense with the guru as his freaking head coach. Just let me throw out a couple stats. Rushing yards on the year. And mind you, McCaffrey was with the dog shit team most of the year already. 525 yards rushing to Eckler's 427. And receiving? McCaffrey barely misses the mark on receiving from Eckler. 356 to 381. Get the fuck out of here. If Eckler's that receiving monster... Why isn't McCaffrey in that conversation? He's barely missing the mark on that. He's crushing him, crushing him by 100 yards in rushing. Okay. And when was the last time that Eckler actually did the trifecta? Ran for a touchdown, caught for a touchdown, passed for a touchdown. Get the fuck out of here. And who's the, who's the next up over there in, in Charger land? Sony Michelle. When was the last time Sony Michelle was actually relevant? What, high school? I mean, come on. We The Niners have Elijah Mitchell coming back off the IR, probably going to play. So that's a one-two combination. Those Niners are not afraid of the Chargers. The Chargers D can't stop any kind of run. They can't stop shit. So the Niners are going to come out, and they're just going to start whooping that ass. All right, dude. You're foaming at the mouth now, T. All right, calm down now. All right. Down, boy. Down. All right. Settle down, Trigger. All right, Bombo, hey, you know, he threw it back at you, you know what I mean? And I get it, man. You throw first, he comes back, you know what I mean? But I don't know, this is going to be tough, Bombo, because all I got to say is you picked a tough team to really talk about receivers, so we're going to talk about receivers, and T's going to go first. So you're going to come in, you're going to be able to throw that last haymaker, Bombo. Get it ready, buddy. I think you need it for a knockout. I think you might need the knockout, you know what I mean? Just saying. Go for it, T. All right, Bombo, I'm going to give you two words. Debo Samuels. I do believe that somebody called out that he is a must sit. And that week he blew the fuck up. This guy is on a different level. He's played seven games. He's freaking rushed for 138 and a touchdown. He's caught for 387 and two touchdowns. And that's, this is a down year for this guy. 
right? And think about who his quarterback was for the first two games. Plus, he's been hurt. Now he's coming back off of VIR. So getting Debo back, that's freaking huge. Then you got the guy who's leading the pack out of both of these teams when it comes to fantasy points, and that's Brandon Ayuk. This guy, he's got almost 500 yards receiving, not stellar, but he still has over five, close to 500 yards receiving, but he's got four touchdowns, all right? So this guy, when it comes to fantasy points, he is the guy over there in San Francisco right now. Now, here's the thing, though. Debo, he gives you all kinds of different looks, so you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to be running the ball out of the backfield. You don't know if he's going to be catching. You just don't know what's going to happen over there. They scheme like crazy for these two guys, and they're always finding themselves open. And if you want to start going deep into the type of receiving core that they have, they have Ray Ray McLeod over there. He's not lighting it up, but I mean, he's already got a touchdown on the years for a third option. So when you think about how deep you have to go, because the Chargers have absolutely no core right now when it comes to receiving. You got to go real deep, like balls deep over there in Charger land to just even find somebody to catch the fucking ball. So I got to tell you right now, you guys aren't looking pretty good. You guys are going to be throwing to nobody. We start pulling dudes off of the stands that want to, you know, just try to see if you can get into their suit up. Boy. Okay, you're rambling now, dude. You're rambling. You're ram- See, look, dude, that's that's like piling on top of him, dude. You know, you get done with your stuff and then you just, you know, you, you see him on the ground and then you decide to do a haymaker fucking Hulk Hogan elbow. Curbs. No, you do it. Yeah, elbow. even worse. He, he pulled out Ray Ray McLeod. That's, that's like saying, a, an eye poke. Like, what was that? I poke as a, in the corner. Hey, you know hey I mean? Bombo, all I got to say, man, is, is you need some help, man. And I don't know if the receivers can do it, but I'm hoping you can do this, brother. You're up. Receiver. All right. I hear you. I, I hear you, King. Well, this is this is Fantasy Island, so let, I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk. I'm not can't go against the football players, the real football players. But this is fake football, and when it comes to fake football, give me value all day. That's what that's what we all want, right? Is value. So two two guys that are missing from this whole conversation are Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Well, they've been missing for a while, so Justin Herbert's got to do what he's got to do. So they got a new number one and new number two in Los Angeles. That's Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. So you can get these guys off your waiver wire. These guys are out there. If you're one of the lucky lucky guys or one of the smart ones, you've picked them up and now you could just throw them in out of flex, maybe even Palmer at a wide receiver too. That's off of the waiver wire. And you and when it comes down to it, you're still banking on that quarterback's talent. And he's been spreading it around. Last week against Atlanta, Palmer had eight catches for 106 yards. If you had a tutty onto that, he has a monster day. I think that he can, they're going to look at the film, they're going to go back. And when it comes down to it, yeah, Frisco has the more talented roster as far as pass catchers. But that value that you can get off of the waiver wire, getting one of these guys and putting them in there for an injured person or somebody that you have on by. And let's say you were smart and you're a Keenan owner or you're a Mike Williams owner and you got one of these guys. Well, guess what? You're not missing a beat because Herbert's going to get this guy the ball, whether it be Carter or Palmer. There's not, they don't really port a third wide receiver. They, they use the tight ends for that. So if we're going to go full pass catchers, we can also go into tight ends, but if we're going to go full pass catchers, they also utilize Everett really well in the passing game. And he's a huge target that's having another blow up year. Somebody that we talked about on the divisional round. Hey, whoa, 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 dude, dude. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about tight ends. That's the last one, the last round, dude. Look at and and look at you. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talk wide receivers, bro. Wide receivers. Okay. All right. All right. Swinging after all the right, bell. Yeah, swinging after bit, the bell. All right. Bit. 
All right, man. So go go for the Chargers receivers for full full fantasy value. All right. Okay. Now, Bombo, since you're already lathered up, bro, just go ahead and talk about your tight end. Then we'll let T close it up. So we spoke about it in the divisional shows. We'll speak about it right now. Everett has found a resurgence in this offense. And as I spoke about the lack of pass catchers that are familiar with fantasy owners, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Everett has really stepped up with both those guys out, whether it be one of those guys, both of those guys, he's a reliable target. He's getting looked for, Herbert's looking for him in the offense. They're running plays for him. And honestly, from what I've been seeing, he's probably got the best hands on the team. If they start utilizing him more, I like him to to do a real good spot. He's no longer a, a streamer. You probably are starting him every week if he's your tight end. It's time for him to start producing points. Yeah, he's no George Kittle. But a lot of times George Kittle is asked to block in that offense, especially with McCaffrey. And I'll go back to too many mouths to feed. Right now, I think if someone's going to catch a a couple of touchdowns from Herbert, it's probably going to be Everett. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I think that maybe helped your case a little bit. T, what do you got? Tight ends. Quite honestly, though, with the tight ends this year, it's kind of a push between these two. For this season. And I will say this the reason why is because Kittle's played two less games than Everett has, right? Everett's been in eight games and Kittle's only been in six. But if you think about that, their stats are almost identical. And that's why I call it a push. But if you're going to ask me which guy would I rather have in the game, especially when it's in crunch time, I'm going to take Kittle all day long. Why? He's a bigger, more physical body. He doesn't get worn down. They went to Everett three plays in a row early in the season, and he got tired on the plays. He got tired. And what happened? He let up a goal line pick six, and that ended the game. He couldn't handle it. So, nah, 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 nah. Give me Kittle in the crunch time. I'm going to take that dude all day long because he's reliable, and that's the kind of guy you want. All right, man. So... You know, I, I got to render a decision here. You know what I mean? And looking at it from the outside, guys, first thing I want to say, Bombo, is you were behind the eight ball, bro. Next time, pick a better team who's not fucking completely wiped out. You get a little bit more jabs because I'm going to say this, T, you, especially the last one, I'm going to say you gave him the tight end because you didn't even come out swinging. You called it a push. You called it a push. That's like the, like admitting defeat, bro. And I think with that, man, you know, here's the reality, T, I think. You lost the fight. Bombo didn't win what? the fight. You lost it. Because you know what, dude? You just didn't have enough, dude. Your team is so much better. Oh, get and he made the best arguments about Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and even his, his value receivers. Then when he started talking about Everett, blew that you called that water. a push. The fuck? Dude, you got to stop being so soft, bro. Bombo, ding, ding. You win, bro. Only because of your enthusiasm. You came in there swinging, dog. You were the underdog. Big time underdog. And you came out victorious, dude. You were like Buster Douglas against Mike Tyson in Japan. <laughs> All right, dog. That's what it was right now. And you fucking knocked him your out. Your ass dude. hurt. You fucking hit him right, uppercut right in the nuts. Because T just fucking, he, he buckled at the end. Look at him, dude. He couldn't handle the pressure. Fucking collusion. Mm-hmm. It's collusion. Well, look, at the, look at the last bid, T. I, I'm just saying, man. Our, our listeners heard it. I'll call it a push. Dude, I was... I'll call it a push. Never, never fucking concede dude, nothing. I was up. Don't concede nothing, man. You got to be better, up. bro. You got to be better. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bombo, congratulations, Doc. 
One and one. All right, guys, that'll be it for the Fantasy Island Hell in the Cell match. We'll see you coming up on our next episode. Later.